And turn with me again to Ephesians chapter 4. In verses 3 to 6. Ephesians 4, 3 to 6. The theme is unity in the body of Christ. I read. Make every effort to keep the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace. There is one body and one spirit. Just as you were called to one hope when you were called, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen. Amen. We have a song registration from Reverend. And then after that, uh, Reverend Felix Owusu is a vessel that the Lord has prepared to bring us the message. Lord, we are here again at your feet. We are here with our mouth widely open that you will feel it. We pray in the mighty name of Jesus that you grant unction. You will grant, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, eloquence. We pray, Father, O oh God, your word will come to heal. Your word will come to deliver. You will rescue us and your blessings will be our portion. We are grateful to you in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. <coughs> Hallelujah. A big thank you to... Uh, Pastor Fred, uh, he should have been preaching today, but I have to preach uh, whilst he's going to Medina for a program. And so I thank him sincerely for the opportunity. And I also want to salute my brothers in the house, Pastor Kinsley, uh, Pastor Kafwi, uh, Pastor Sinclair, my senior uh, brother, Pastor Sinclair, and uh, also... Senior Pastor-elect, Reverend Washington Komladake, and all the fathers and the mothers in the house, I salute all of you. Hallelujah. Can we give the Lord a hand for today and all of us? Yeah. So we're still looking at the topic or the theme for the year, Rooted in Christ Jesus. And our goal is that at the end of the day, at the end of the year, or every moment of our lives, we would dare to go a little bit deeper. We would dare to ensure that our conduct, our attitude, our lives, and whatever we will ever do in life will bring glory and honor to him. Uh, we are uh, seeking to establish the lyrics of these songs that through it all, no matter what will happen as we uh, 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 go along the year, we will still be standing. Hallelujah. Uh, nothing, no storm will blow in our lives that will tempt us to want to uh, abandon God for anything. Uh, hallelujah. Nothing shall separate us from the love of God. Uh, but today we want to reflect on the need to stick together, the need to be one, the need to do what? To function as one body. And that's what we want to look at. Hallelujah. And I always like to begin with this statement that probably I would like us all to uh, reflect on. 
Hallelujah. And I dare say, same in the nation, in our community, wherever we find ourselves, even in our home, uh, unity will be attained. And if we don't see ourselves as accounts, we don't see ourselves as heirs, we don't uh, see ourselves as people who are better than others, but if we see ourselves as one and treat each other as one, uh, 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 with the consciousness that we are functioning for a common goal, functioning for a, a, a common purpose, that is when unity will be attained. Because unity is simply to achieve oneness or agreement uh, despite our backgrounds, our educational status, our, our level in life or ideological perspective or our personalities. I mean, so unity is coming together, achieving oneness in the face of all these things that I'm talking about. And so it, it presupposes that uh, unity is not the absence of diversity. Okay, so we will have all the, these perspectives of life, of ourselves, and, and yet we will desire and dare to what? To be together as one people. Hallelujah. And, and this is what we been praying for and trusting God for that will happen in our nation, Ghana. Hallelujah. And we're looking for that day where we will not see uh, any other color, we will not see any other uh, party, we will not see any other thing, but we will see Ghanaians. I mean, uh, coming together with all our resources, coming together with our expertise, coming together with all our experiences to ensure that the nation Ghana will move on. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. It's also a fact that sometimes it's difficult to achieve all these things because of what I've, I've mentioned earlier, uh, the fact that uh, we have different backgrounds. So because of the fact that we have different backgrounds, it is difficult sometimes to achieve unity. Hallelujah. Uh, in the church, because we come on board with different backgrounds, different personalities, different perspectives to issues, it is difficult to see ourselves as one. Hallelujah. I mean, it's difficult to put uh, our higher learning aside and then, and then do what? And, and push ourselves a little bit further to ensure that there's, there's unity. It is difficult to put our classes aside, put our status aside. Sometimes it's difficult. It's difficult to put our ethnic sentiments aside sometimes for the common good of the church. Sometimes it's difficult to put uh, the things we know or the things we don't even know aside, just so that as people of God, we can attain that oneness that God is calling us to do. Hallelujah. This is what was established last week. We're talking about being worthy of the call. Being worthy of the call. And this is what Apostle Paul sought to establish. He said, so to be worthy is to keep a balance. That is what it means. Keep a balance. Measure up. Keep a balance. And so what Paul was seeking to say or to establish was the fact that now that from chapter 1 to chapter 3 and we've looked at your state, your identity and who you are in Christ, now that you are aware of who you are, now that you understand all the doctrines that kind of determines your foundation, now that you know who you are in Christ, dare to ensure that your doctrine will reflect your way of life. So when he said to be worthy or to keep the balance, what Apostle Paul is seeking to establish is the fact that as people of God, what we think we know as doctrine must of a necessity do what? Reflect our way of life. Hallelujah. Because what we believe 
determines or kind of reflects how we behave. Hallelujah. So what you believe will do what? Will determine how you behave. So now that you know who you are and you know that you are an object of grace, let that reflect in how you do what? You behave. So therefore, I, a prisoner of, 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 of Christ, that in prison, I urge you, therefore, to be what? To be worthy of the call. Walk in a certain path that I have cut, cut for you. Travel in the path that I have set for you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So be worthy of the call. So if you, if you understand that we are all created in the image of God, and you are at home, and you know you have a spouse, you have a wife, and you all understand that you, 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 you do what? We are created in the image of God, and we are all equal. You will not treat her as a second fiddle. Hallelujah. So we are, we are establishing the fact that what you believe has the tendency of informing how you behave. And that is why we say that what you believe as a child of God, knowing who you are as a child of God, should more or less influence your thoughts, influence your behavior, influence your actions, determine how you behave, determine how you relate to one another in church, how you relate to one another in what? In the home, how you relate to one another in the office, how you behave as a minister of the state, how you behave as a child of God wherever you find yourself. Hallelujah. And that is why when they always want to bash us and say that the world is still corrupt, the nation is still corrupt, and they cannot see it, it's probably because we who know who we are and we who believe, we who have accepted him as our Lord and personal Savior, our doctrine is not matching with our character, with our attitude, with our lifestyle. And I, I, and, I, and I believe God is waiting for us. And I believe society is waiting for us. I believe someone who needs to accept Jesus is waiting for us. That our doctrine and our behavior, there will be some level of consonance. They will, they will interface to ensure that Christ is projected in our life. Hallelujah. Oh, praise the name of Jesus. Yes, so we may have different backgrounds. We may have varying personality. We may have different maturity level. We may have different educational level. And we may have different perspective of issue. But as people of God, as children of God, we must exhibit that Christ-likeness in our lives wherever we find ourselves. And that is what Apostle Paul is seeking to say. That if you claim that you are indeed a child of God, if you have acknowledged that I have brought you, even though you are far away, I brought you into the commonwealth of Christ, if you acknowledge that, then dare to practice the virtue of unity, oneness, togetherness, wherever you find yourself. Because I am still mindful of the fact that you, the Jews, you are still locked up in that mentality that you are the chosen one. And so, even though we've, we, the, the walls are, are destroyed and we are now together, you are still in the past thinking that you have the privileged position. So I want to remind you that now the Gentiles and the Jews are together and there's no longer division and there must not be division among you. So be worthy of the call. To be worthy of the call is to be mindful of where you are coming from and what God expects from you to exhibit wherever you find yourself. And that's what he was telling them and that's what he's telling us today. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So today, we are encouraging ourselves that God will grant us grace that wherever we find ourselves, we will make him proud to his glory. Hallelujah. This background and the things that, I mean, it's not, it's not starting today. I mean, when you go to church history, you go to 1 Corinthians chapter 10 thereabout, you will see how this thing has come to play. How some will say that I belong to Paul, 
I belong to Apollos. Some will say, I belong to Cephas or Peter. And some will say, I belong to Christ. And then you will see Paul again admonishing them and say, that is not the substance of the issue. Christ cannot be divided. And so whether you belong to Paul, whether you belong to Apollos, whether you belong to this party, whether you belong to that party, the, the, the ultimate goal is to ensure that we, we work together for the common good of everyone. Hallelujah. So he said, yes, I understand that you have preferences. I understand that there must be diversity. I understand that you, you need to like someone. I understand that you have a theory about leadership. I understand all of that. But make sure that in your exhibiting your preferences and all those things that you, you, you talk about, ensure that it doesn't affect the bigger body. Hallelujah. And I'm, pr I'm praying for that day when God will help our leaders our president, God will help our parliamentarians, God will help our ministers, God will help citizens, God will help all of us to come to this realization and work for a common good. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So you see a leadership, I mean, because of people's different background, you see people fighting about who they belong to, who they follow, who they like, and who they do not like. You see irresponsible behaviors. You see Paul again admonishing them as to why they should not be, uh, how do I put it? They should not be promiscuous as far as their sexuality is concerned. Hallelujah. So he will admonish them that I know who you are. I know you love all, all the, the sexual issues. I know all of that. But remember that your body is the temple of God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Sharing of resources. Having to remember Acts chapter 6 and, 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 and some were crying that uh, uh, the, the goods and what is for all of us is being eaten or shared and taken by what? A, a certain group of people. The winner take all, right? Hallelujah. It's being shared by a, a, just one particular group of people and others are crying. And the leaders have to now come and say, no, this is not how uh, doctrine and lifestyle must go. So let's get people Filled with the spirit that they can take care of that and we can also take care of what we have been called to do. Hallelujah. Issues of our spiritual gift. Issues of our spiritual gift. People fight about it. Today the church fights about spiritual gift. And some even think that it should be apostles, it should be prophets, it should be pastors, it should be teachers. There must be some level of hierarchy when it comes to the gift. And so, if you are a pastor, you are not powerful. If you are an apostle, you are powerful. If you are a prophet, you are powerful. If you are an evangelist, you are not powerful. If you are a teacher, you are not powerful. Hallelujah. But the Bible said that Apostle Paul again comes in and says, these ideologies are not what our Lord and Savior is talking about. He's talking about oneness. You can prophesy. You can do all the things. If you fail to show love, you have done nothing. You can be the biggest apostle in town if you show to exhibit a, a madness. You have done nothing. You are nobody. Your message will not be heard. Your message will not have any impact on anybody. Hallelujah. So, of course, the, the, the differences, the diversities are there. And all of that, they are there to ensure that we complement each other, bring our energies together, bring our expertise on board just so that we can ensure development when it comes to the nation, we can ensure development when it comes to the church, we can ensure the needed growth in each of us and corporately as a church. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Can I turn to somebody and say, ensure that your doctrine match with your character. Can I turn to somebody, just tell the person, ensure, 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 ensure. God is watching you, God is watching. Ensure that your doctrine matches with your character. Hallelujah. So when you look at the passage from uh, 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 verse 1 of Ephesians chapter 4 to the verse 6, and especially uh, from verse 2, 
you can, we can see three things that God is asking us to reflect on that can ensure that we achieve oneness and togetherness in the church. Number one, unity or oneness or togetherness requires the right attitude. That's what Apostle Paul is saying. It requires the right attitude. It requires a spirit-inspired character and attitude in the church. So when you go to the, the scriptures, it says, as a prisoner for the Lord, I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Be completely humble, gentle, be patient, bearing with one another in the love. Be completely humble, be completely gentle, be completely patient, and bear with one another. Hallelujah. Bear with me because I may come with a haughty attitude and you must bear with me. Bear with me because sometimes I may want to display my ignorance in public but still bear with me. Hallelujah. Bear with me because I am under construction. I am not yet polished. I may step on your toe and you may step on my toe. And when that happens, do what? Bear with me. Hallelujah. And he was specific on some of the things that the believers and all of us are supposed to emulate as a church to ensure that we grow together. And he says that we should be humble. What does that mean? Humility means putting Christ first, others second, and self last. Because, I mean, but now we, some of us and most of us, we put ourselves first, we put even uh, uh, others second, and even sometimes Christ last. Having a false appreciation of who we are in Christ. Having a false appreciation of what Christ has made us to be. Hallelujah. And that is why it is critical for us to always remember that doctrine and character must go together. And what we believe will always, always inform how you behave. Hallelujah. So if we assume or if we all understand and believe and know that we are object of grace, we are object of what? Of God's mercy. We will be mindful of how we, we treat ourselves. I will be humble when I come to church. I will not bring my position to church. I will not bring my post to church. I will not bring my ignorance to church. I will be mindful of what God is expecting from me. I will see my fellow man and my fellow woman as someone created in the image of God. I will be willing to serve. I will be willing to take the towel. I will not be so, I mean, shying away from what God is expecting from me to do. Hallelujah. So he said, be humble. Ensure that you don't project yourself above the normal estimation of yourself. Meekness means to put power under control. Patience, say be patient, is the ability to handle each other's fault and failures without resorting to what? Revenge. So when you say, I am a very patient husband, we should be able to say that you have the ability to accommodate whatever your children will do, whatever your husband will do or your spouse will do without revenging. Hallelujah. But you are seated here today, still waiting and pending and, and, and looking for opportunity to give it back to her. May the Lord have mercy on you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. It, to be patient it means that you intentionally put your power under control and desire to look for the best of the next person without looking, necessarily looking at his fault and looking for opportunities to do what? To pay the person back. And that is why we say that unity demands an attitude that brings peace, maintains oneness, and grows the church. The unity of a home, Sunday school classes, uh, auxiliary, and the corporate church uh, is all of us our responsibility. It's not just for one person. Hallelujah. And so for oneness, for us to attain oneness, 
and unity, togetherness, agreement, understanding in Calvary Baptist Church, we must ensure that all whatever we do, our character, our attitude, should inure to the benefit of the church. And it should be something that can ensure peace, something that can ensure togetherness, something that will not scatter, something that will not divide. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So when you go to Colossians chapter 3, Apostle Paul again reminded us of what we are supposed to do. He said, therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. And again, he said, bear with each other and forgive whatever grievances you may have against one another. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Hallelujah. Oh, can someone say amen to that scripture? Amen. Hallelujah. So, the first thing Apostle Paul wants us to uh, reflect on this morning is the fact that we, when we put out the right attitude, we are likely to achieve the unity and the oneness that he desires in the church. Hallelujah. Then the second thing he wants us to reflect on is the fact that unity needs effort. We must put in an effort. I mean, we cannot just sit aloof and sit down and come to church and go and, and without any intentionality, consciousness and commitment and attain unity. It doesn't work like that. Hallelujah. So when you see the root meaning of make every effort, what it simply means is that labor, go the extra mile, be diligent in ensuring that by because of you, there will be peace, there will be unity, there will be oneness in the church. Hallelujah. So, it needs your effort, it needs my effort, I need to bring my expertise on board, I need to bring my humility on board, I need to bring my character on board, everything that I need to ensure that I must play my part, play my part as a WME member, play my part as a men's ministry member, play my part as a youth in the church, play my part as a husband, as a wife, play my part as a chosen vessel of Christ to ensure that there is no acrimony, there is no division in this church. Hallelujah. Can you turn to somebody and say, I'll play my part. Will you play your part? I'll play my part. I'll play my part. I'll play my part. I'll play my part. Will you play your part? Hallelujah. Make every effort to keep the unity of the spirits through the bond of peace. The unity that the spirit, the Godhead, Father, Son, and the Spirit has laid down for us, don't come and destroy it. It cost my life to bring you this peace. It cost my life to bring you this unity. It cost me to ensure that you as a Gentile and as a Jew, you are together. It cost me. So ensure, labor, go the extra mile to make sure that you don't destroy this unity as Calvarians. Hallelujah. Go the extra mile. Go the extra mile. And when you do, I will ensure the blessing will come upon you. You know, this, this, this topic seems to be so much on the heart of Jesus that even when he was getting ready to go onto the cross, that was what was in his, on his mind. Then in John 17, he prayed. After he prayed for him, he said he prayed for the disciples that they will be one and pray for us that the oneness of the disciples will draw us also onto, into the fold. Hallelujah. And also when you look at the, the time when he was with the disciples and they, they asked him, teach us how to pray. And the opening opening, opening uh, verse of that scripture says that, it says, when you pray, say our father. Not my father. Not my Akan father. Not my Ewe father. Not my 
whatever father. He said, our father, to suggest to us that at all times, we need to be together. We need to behave as one. To see ourselves as a family and function as a family. It's one of the things that is so much on his heart. And he's demonstrated it by going onto the cross for us to even have that oneness uh, that he's talking about. And that is what brings us to the ground of the unity. The basis of the unity that we're talking about. The oneness that we are expected to experience. And that is the topic for this morning. Hallelujah. So when you go to the verse number four. So say there is one body, one spirit, just as you were called. To what? To one hope when you were called. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all. Who is over all and through all and in all. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So we say that unity must be based not on money, not on anything, not on the, 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 the qualification, not on who you are and who you are not. Unity must be based on the result of the finished work of Christ for our lives. It's the result. And what is that result? The result is that now we are one body. The result is that one, now we have the same spirit who inspired and speak to us and enable us to do all things. We have one hope, hallelujah. Someday, and when the trumpet should sound, and our hope is that all of us, not some, not some. That is why if you are here and you do not know the Lord as your savior, you need to begin to rethink it and begin to assess your life and give yourself to Jesus, hallelujah. But as many who gave themselves to Christ, who have accepted him as their Lord and personal Savior, we have one hope. Someday, all of us, we will behold him. Someday, all of us, and by virtue of the things we have done, we will behold him and will receive our crowns. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So as one body, we must see ourselves as one body. We all belong to the same Father. We all belong to the same Godhead. The same Spirit went through all of us. Hallelujah. So let us not behave like certain homes that have the uh, same father, same mother, and yet the children that are at longer heads with one another. And sometimes we are tempted to bring that into the church. Same father. But for the whole of 2020-something, 2022, or the, the, the past five years, children of same father are not able to talk to themselves. When one person is coming to the house, the other may wait and come next week. Sad. And I pray that if we any home that is under such attack, God will deliver us in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. God will save our homes, hallelujah, and rescue us out of such mentality and such attitude. We must see ourselves as one. As a nation, we must see ourselves as one. We must not bring that level of polarization in what we see outside the, the sacred space into the church. Hallelujah. It's an open secret that as a nation is like we are polarized on tribal and political lines. And do we have to bring that to church? No. We as the salt, we as the light must take what we believe and what we know into the secular space and ensure that Christ is projected and Christ is seen. We must not go and add up to the polarization. We must not go and, and add up to them and divide the nation and destroy the nation and, and, and turn around and complain and blame our leaders. No, that should not be our attitude. Hallelujah. The consciousness that we are one body, living and operating by the same spirit and expecting the same Lord should make us peacemakers and not troublemakers. 
the consciousness, the awareness that we are one body, we belong to the same Father, Son, and Spirit, living and operating by the same Spirit, and expecting the same Lord, should make us peacemakers. Resolve to be a peacemaker and not what? Troublemaker. We cannot claim to have the same Lord and cannot work together in unity. Then we may be lying to ourselves. We may be deceiving ourselves as a church. So if we claim that we belong, we serve the same God in Calvary Baptist Church, let that reflect in our life. Let it reflect in our character. Let it reflect in the way we relate to one another. Let it reflect in the way we help each other. Let it reflect in the way we pray for ourselves. Let it re reflect in the way we support leadership, in the way we work together to ensure the growth of this church. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So Paul is reminding us again that we belong to one body. And he's reminding us by virtue of what Christ did for us. And, and who we are, we must ensure that a certain character, behavior, it must come out of our life in church, at home, in the office, in the nation, and wherever the Lord will give us the opportunity to serve. Hallelujah. There is no, there's one body, one spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called. Hallelujah. And when we put our energies together and we ensure oneness, obviously the blessing of the Lord comes upon us. When you go to Psalm 133, what did he say? How good and pleasant it is. It is pleasant. It is good. It is marvelous. It excites God. How good and pleasant it is. When together we dwell in unity. We dwell as one people. We don't divide ourselves. We don't fight ourselves. We don't malign ourselves. We don't gossip ourselves. We tell ourselves the truth. We wish each other well. How good and pleasant it is. When that happens, definitely the growth that we desire as Calvary Baptist Church will have it. We'll plant more churches. We'll be together. We'll do everything, to be, everything together. There will not be Adabraka. There will not be Shashi. There will not be uh, OEB. There will not be other campuses. We will see ourselves as Calvary Baptist Church and work together as Calvary Baptist Church. Hallelujah. There will not be Shashi auxiliary and Adabraka auxiliary. We will see ourselves as one. Don't be Shashi WMU. Don't not be Adabraka WMU. We will see ourselves as Calvary Baptist Church members working together to ensure the growth of the church. Hallelujah. The scripture again says that when we do that, there will be healing. We will create the atmosphere that anytime we gather in his presence like this, the blessing of the Lord comes upon us. Hallelujah. God doesn't like acrimonious atmospheres. He doesn't like tensious atmosphere. Okay, he wants to thrive in a, in a space that is lovely, a space that accommodates, a space that does not stink. He wants to operate in a, a pleasant space. Hallelujah. Of course, the anointing will flow. Pastors will preach. And, uh, auxiliary members can heal. Auxiliary members can do miracles. When we, we see ourselves as one, it, the, the miracles will not be for only the pastors, but it will be for every member of the church because the anointing will be flowing. There will, of course, be fruitfulness. There will be greater productivity. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. All the things we want to do in Calvary, we will do it if we are all together. Is it the educational block? Is it the project uh, on the what? The, the, the green belt? What? Is it to build an auditorium for other campuses? What is it? As long as we are one, as long as we will ensure that all the resources God has given to us, we see ourselves as one people and we bring all our resources together for the betterment of the church. We can do exploits. Hallelujah. 
there will be greater productivity. There will be speed. Anything we desire to do as a church, we will be able to do it. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. We can take orphans off the, the street and feed them. If we are together. Hallelujah. Apostle Paul this morning just want to remind us of our call and what that call to translate into as a child of God in the nation, in your office, in this church, and wherever you find yourself. Obviously and definitely, if we should ensure that that which God, that software that God placed in us, and we ensure that we exhibit it wherever we find ourselves, and people are seeing that we are one, definitely the blessing that we are supposed to enjoy, we will enjoy it. I pray that he will grant us grace and strength that as members of Calvary Baptist Church, wherever we find ourselves, we will be an epitome of unity, oneness to his glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Yeah. Just bow down your heads as we pray. So we pray, Father, and thank you for your word unto us. We know it is difficult. We know it is very hard. But we also know that you are the same spirit who inspire us and help us to be what you want us to be. So I pray in the name of Jesus that you grant us grace, that we can do it without difficulty. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.